On today's episode, calculating an apology, losing your closest and being left with the closet, and help, my wife loves scumbags. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. This is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. Woo. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Well, everyone can hear that I'm not as dead as I was last week. <laughs> yeah, you I listened much back better. to it, and I was just like, oh, no, somebody put that girl out of her misery. <laughs> you could hear the pain through I could, your voice. I could hear the pain in my knees <laughs> in my voice, <laughs> but I am feeling better. Good. I am feeling better. Good. I'm glad to be here. Bags, a... Bags the dog is licking my leg as we speak. Oh, uh, see, that's and, um, medicine right there. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, that's right. He's licking the he's licking health into my knee. <laughs> You're a good boy, Bag. You're a good boy. He is a good boy. So I am excited. Yeah? Why are you excited? I am excited. Why are you excited? Because I was able to go to the Hollywood Bowl, to the box office, like Yay. I like to do, and yes. get tickets for shows for this summer. Yay. How many uh, How many shows are you going to go to? I think it's like seven or eight. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. Because this was like a last minute season. Yeah. Like they didn't really announce until about a month month ago or yeah. so. And there's and... certain ones that they always do that yeah. they're not doing. But if you've listened to the show before, um, you're a good person. <laughs> and if you haven't, go back and listen. The Hollywood Bowl is my summer. Yeah. It is my favorite place. I go, depending on... My financial situation when the summer comes. Right. There have been years that I've gotten tickets to one show. Right. There have been years I've gotten tickets to 15 shows. Yeah. And then I go at about show 12. Jesus Christ, what, what am, am I, I doing? doing? <laughs> what is this my job now? The Which, people at the shuttle are like, welcome back. Yeah, exactly. Which was just one more personal thing for you for the pandemic. Yeah. Was the pandemic meant your first year without a, a Hollywood Bowl night my in first, probably yes. what? 20 years. But I was very pleased about that. Yeah. I was very pleased to know that the Hollywood Bowl made that decision. Yes. Instead of going like, well, we'll just go half capacity because yeah. that's still 9,000 people. Exactly. You know, so it was, you know, yeah, it sucked, but it, it, there's nothing that was canceled this year that I was like going to make a protest sign about. <laughs> right. You know, it was like, yeah, do it. Right. Good job. Dudamel will wait. Dudamel will wait for me. <laughs> Your dad was all Dudamelishly mad though. <laughs> He does Clark's love dad loves Dudamel. He does. Gustavo Dudamel? Yeah, I think so. He's, uh, for anyone who's like, did they have a stroke? What are they saying? <laughs> he is a, a very uh, beloved conductor. Yeah, very young And he's conductor. very young. Yeah, very I think that's young. the thing. 
It's like he, they scouted him out of junior high well, or something. Well, the, the, I know when they first brought him in, people were saying, oh, this guy is amazing. And they kept showing these clips. And I went to YouTube and I looked. This guy had an orchestra of kids <gasps> that he formed from like South American countries uh -huh. that were all impoverished. And he trained them and got them playing instruments. And he had a full orchestra of these kids. I want to see this that. This dude was Awesome. He still is. He still is. Gustavo is awesome. Excellent. Uh, but yay, that's so fantastic. Are yes. you uh, Are you uh, bringing people? Are you going to go by yourself? Are you? There's a few shows that I have for with people. Okay. There's the Sound of Music Sing Along, which right. every year I have organized a girls' night right. for. And then one year we did a couples' night because, mm. like, I had a boyfriend at the time. <laughs> And my friend's, um, my best friend's husband was in town with her. I'm like, well, let's make it a couple's night yeah. this time. And what was funny when my friends Greg and Agnes came, there was like four or five of couples. Huh. And what was really funny was across the board, because the girls in the group go every year. Okay. And the guys in the group all said, yeah, that was good. I don't need to do it every year. <laughs> like that was the overall thing. So oh, I, I am very excited yeah. to go back to my beloved bowl. Now you remember that you also have one ticket with us, right? I do. I have yeah. one ticket with you. I have one ticket with you guys. Yes. I have the sound of music. Yes. I have a few shows that I can invite a lucky guest to. Nice. And then I have one show that I've chosen to just go to by myself. Yay. Every summer I take myself on a date to one or two. And this year I, I chose the one I wanted to go to awesome oh i'm so excited so i'm pretty psyched about that it and I, it makes it feel like life is slowly getting back to quote unquote normal it does it you does know? and there's you know we looked up all the safety stuff it's Good. like a lot of things yeah. now yeah if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear a mask yeah. except on the shuttle i ladies and gentlemen if you go to the hollywood bowl don't use drive there the shuttle use the shuttle or the park and ride look it up online you know what i'm talking about yeah. but on the shuttle you uh the bus you have to wear a mask regardless oh, of yeah, whatever of which i mean that's a very tight space yeah exactly so um and i'm cool with any i'm cool with whatever anybody asks of me yeah but um yeah so i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty psyched and i love going there you can yeah. order online obviously and it's like here's this transaction fee and here's that transaction fee but you go to the box office right you just get your tickets. And I just like going there. It's like special to go there during the day when yeah. it's not crowded. Well, and plus you also, it's also fun because it's a kind of place where you can bring a picnic. Yes. You bring food that you've made or that you've purchased and you bring it picnic style. And of course you can have a picnic at a park or at the beach, yeah. but to have a picnic at the bowl, you're like ready to see somebody cool. There's just something so special about that. Yeah. I always go uh, get there like really early, like an hour and a half for show time. Sure, sure. Whoever I'm with, we, you know, well, the one time that we sat down in a restaurant. Uh, yes. Do you yes. remember that? It was I the Simpsons. Yes. Remember and I'm going to tell this story. Please. Um, This was a special thing. Clark and Karen were coming and me and my second late back ex-boyfriend. Yeah. Who we won't talk about either. Yeah. Um. And we went to a restaurant at the Hollywood Bowl and sat down and we never do that. No, it's really fancy and expensive. Yeah. And so Karen and Clark were late, which they're always late, <laughs> but they were kind of extra late. And I was like, what's going on? And this is what, five, almost six years ago. No, it's plus, plus six years yeah. ago now. And 
So we sit down and Karen's like, I'm sorry we were late. And she goes, we couldn't take the shuttle. And I go, oh, does it, does it, you know, makes you nauseous? And she, she just looks at me really kind of slowly. And she goes, <laughs> yes, but it's been making me more nauseous now. <laughs> and our eyes are meeting. And I realize that means that she's pregnant. Yep. And I go, <laughs> so we're talking so quietly. And you, Clark, are talking to my boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And I go, does Clark know? <laughs> And she laughs because it was like we were having this. And she's like, yes. And then I remember you were so mad because you were like, I wanted to see your reaction. Like you just weren't she, paying attention. She spilled the beans she so easily. She cannot help but spill the beans. Um, but so that was the night that, you know, you told me that you don't you didn't know it was a little Lex. Yeah, but, but that baby Crozer was on the way. Exactly. And you were uh, definitely one of the first people I think we told. Yeah, I think you told there's that great video of you telling Mimi and, Mimi Papa, and Papa at the Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. That's they a told her in, awesome a private, video. In, a, in a public place so that she couldn't lose her shit. Yeah, we had to. That was a specific thing because my mom is the is so emotional when yeah. she hears stuff like that. She would literally just start screaming. She would ah! just start screaming. She'd probably punch Karen in the stomach just because she didn't. <laughs> didn't know what else to do. So we had to make sure that we told her in an environment where she would feel adequ adequately embarrassed. Yes. If she started screaming at the top of her lungs. Uh, so, yeah, I was. But that was just so funny. That moment she goes, it's like we had this secret code. <laughs> the shuttle's making me more nauseous than you. Does Clark know? <laughs> She's just telling me. Did I ever tell you what I almost got in trouble for doing at the Hollywood Bowl? Uh, getting Karen pregnant? No. What? So I worked at the Hollywood Bowl one summer, the summer right after we graduated yeah, high right. school. And we were there every night. It was so much fun. It was badass working there for the whole night. But they, uh, we got there and we had a regular night. The concert went on. We sold our shit. And then at the end of the night, we're always counting our money. And we're like one of the last people there because the cleanup crew is quick. Man, they clean everything up really quick. So we we finish and we're still counting money. And the man, the whoever's in charge of the whole operations there comes in, bangs on the door. Let him say, were you guys sliding down the the hill on the seat cushions and we're like what you he and goes, logan right yeah he goes there were two guys one of them was sliding down on a seat cushion and one of them was sliding down on a food tray were you guys sliding down the hill on a, a seat cushion and a food tray i don't know the rest of this story but i'm pretty sure the answer is yes it was us no it absolutely was it not wasn't? us no we were just there counting our money and we were getting in trouble for stuff that other people were doing oh my goodness yeah it was horrible well if two guys are doing something wrong you can bet it's you there's a the good chance it'll probably be that we went bowling and we were just it was after high school yeah and we were just fucking around like seeing how hard we could throw the oh, ball right. throwing balls in the gutter and then trying to like croquet them with other balls <laughs> right. like just doing some fucked up shit and then I don't know what the next person like next to us in the next lane was like gosh darn it and over the thing they're like lane 19 they, you know like they yelled <laughs> yeah. at them stop what, swearing in yeah. front of people they, I don't know it wasn't even swearing they right. were, I don't know if they'd stepped like over the line or whatever <laughs> right. but we had been just fucking around 
around really possibly ruining equipment for two hours. Yeah. And then the people next to us were like, <clears throat> and they're like, no coffee. <laughs> I, I have to say I am exceptionally good at uh, screwing around and doing sort of uh, 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 stuff against the rules and not getting caught. Yeah. I'm really good at that. Yeah, so. exactly. And it and, helps that like we're gregarious and yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, um, so you've got your whole summer plan. Yeah. And you're good to go. Uh, would you uh, would you like to answer some questions now? Are you ready to oh. get into the the meat of the the podcast for today? I would like to do that, right. Clark. Well, let's uh, let's start off with our very first question, and this is a question from Delilah. Ooh, hey there, Delilah. So uh, she's uh, she asked. I was laid off during the pandemic, and now that the world is opening, I want to return to school and pursue my dream of becoming an actor. My parents are very critical and say it's too late. I am 30 years old. Is it too late for me? Whoosh. Delilah. First of all, Delilah, we get the best names. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. We have great uh, callers. Yes. So, Delilah, I'm sorry you got laid off. The pandemic did a lot of stuff. I mean, you lost your livelihood. I didn't get to go to the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, Those are exactly. probably equal. <laughs> so your question is, is 30 too late to pursue my dream of acting? Right. The answer is no, okay. it's not. Okay. The answer is there are plenty of people who start acting when they're 50. Yeah, sure. And 60. And sure. so that lady from Titanic had never <laughs> been in a movie. She got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, true. You know, and... Obviously, I have a different experience. Like, I, I mean, I was 18 when I started officially right. professionally acting, right. but I started when I was six and doing plays and stuff like that and knew right. what it was. Even though you're 30, which is fucking young, Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, I suggest you do the same thing that I did. Go to acting class, go back to school, be in production, see how you like it mm -hmm. and, you know, go from there. But the idea is to be realistic about it. Right. The idea isn't, it's like when I got sober, you know, I worked, I worked, I did drugs professionally for sure. about 10 years. Sure, sure. And then when I got sober, it was like, okay, I need to make a living. Right. But I was too smart to go, well, I'm just going to be in a movie now. Right. Like I'd ruined my life and I need to get back on my feet. I needed to do whatever I needed to do. Yeah. I did dog walking. Yeah. I worked in an office. I delivered paperwork to courthouses. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff. So as you pursue schooling or acting or whatever by going you know, going to junior college, going to college, getting in a theater program, getting in community theater. Right. Whatever it is, yeah. at community centers, at wherever, wherever fine theater is sold. Wherever fine theater is sold. Um <laughs> You are still going to need to pay your bills. Yeah. Because exactly. it is not it is not possible for me yeah. with my extensive resume <laughs> and fan base to say I'm going, you know, that I'm going to live off I choose to live off my dad. Yeah. But uh uh you know, it's it's not an instantaneous thing. Yeah. But if you love it, do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're going to be on TV right away. But if you love it, go find plays. Go find whatever is out there. Absolutely. And do it. And you'll see if you still love it. It sounds like Delilah did acting or 
you know, theater and stuff before. Right. Because exactly. she's saying it's her dream. So maybe she did it earlier in her schooling or who knows what. Right. Like, like I did, just yeah. in the community or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is not too late. It's a parent's job to go, you know, you were in... Uh, Data analysis. Right. Could you look for something like that before you right. put on a beret and hang out with a bunch of douchebags on the quad talking about subtext and your, what's it called? Your motivation. Motivation. Yeah, exactly. Talking about the specificity of your actions. Uda Hagen. Exactly. But, um, you know, it's their job to be worried about you and and make sure that you're okay. Yeah. So you can just move in with them. You can move in with me and my dad. <laughs> but um, it certainly is not too late. Just anecdotally, there are plenty of people who start acting much later than 30. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully that helps, Delilah. Uh, please don't uh, ruin your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Don't Fall. ruin your dreams. Exactly. Follow your dreams in a responsible adult manner. There could not be. Doesn't that sound fabulous? Any better advice yes. right, than that right there. Um, all right. Let's move on to our second question of the day. And I'm happy to say our second question is a phone call. Oh. Yay. And our phone call is from a, an old friend named AJ Cappuccino. AJ, take it away. Hey, Lori, it's AJ Cappuccino. I graduated college in 2013 with my friend, and then we moved back out of the dorms, back to our homes, and I'm just sort of a messy person. Everything's a real clusterfuck then and now, but um, I just, um, my friend, posted on Facebook that she can't find her TI-83 calculator, and little did I know, in my stuff, I had not one but two. I had hers as well, but I discovered this slightly too late, and she had to go get another one to continue her studies. Meanwhile, for the past several years, I've had breaking two of these things in my possession, one of them on the edge of my desk for several years, didn't touch it because I didn't do shit in academics or science after college, okay? And recently I yard sale both of them, sold them at a yard sale for $15 each. And I and I don't know what to if I should compensate or reimburse Morgan for not getting her calculator back to her in time. Um, also, I have a real hard time talking to people from college because I had a late autistic diagnosis. I didn't know until after college. I don't know how to talk to the people from before. All right. That is AJ Cappuccino. AJ Cappuccino. Thanks for your call. I do love the phone calls. Yeah. Um, here's what should go. First of all, I relate to you a lot because my life is a clusterfuck too. <laughs> I'm sure I don't even remember buying a TA 184 or whatever, but I'm sure if I looked through my shit, I'd find 10 of them. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Um, and so I can just really, really relate to that. Yeah. I also really like holding yard sales. Oh, I'm yeah? really good at it. Really? Yeah. So. 
um, there's a lot in here that I'm dealing with yeah. and I can really appreciate also, you know, having, having trouble communicating with people, yeah. you know, and probably a relief if you've had co problems communicating with people forever yeah. and then finally you're diagnosed right. with, you know, a, somewhere on the spectrum and it's like, okay, at least I know there's a reason. Exactly. So I can really dig on that. Yeah. Um, here's what I would do. Okay. I would reimburse your friend for the amount she paid for the new oh, calculator. Wow. wow. For the amount for the new calculator. Those are pretty pricey. I, if you can, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how much. Is it $1,000, AJ? <laughs> and, and, and is there tax? If so, get your two calculators out to calculate how much it is. Um, that's what I would do. Okay. Because she... Wouldn't have had to buy that, yeah. You know, if you'd known it was there and blah blah blah. And I think that it's not going to be a huge deal. I know when I've when I have something, whatever it is that like even has the scent of confrontation, it just the pit of my stomach oh, is yeah. as pity as pity can be. <laughs> It, I hate it. I hate it. And usually I let confrontation go until I can't handle it anymore. Right. And so the pit, like my entire stomach is just a pit. Right. There's no stomach left. Right. Um, and that's saying a lot for me. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, I think that if you email her. Sure. Which is a good way to go if you have trouble. You know, I know with autism, it's hard, depending on where you are, right. to make eye contact. It's hard to get the words out of your mouth that are in your brain. Right. You know, you right. know what you want to say. It just doesn't compute. The communication is hard. Yeah. And if you were to write her an email. There you go. And be able to really work on it and choose your words and say, I'm really sorry about this. Um. Can you let me know? I want to make it right. Can you tell me how much the new calculator was? I want to reimburse you. Yeah. Okay. Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. Now, let me also throw this little monkey wrench into your uh, advice here. Uh, you could probably buy a TI-83 calculator type app on your phone for about $3 now. You could. But what I, what I think is that... This is another thing I really, really um, connect with to AJ's question. I think something is the biggest deal. Right. And I pit up my stomach and I call the person and I say, I, I really need to talk to you. I really need to apologize. This happened. Yeah. And they're like, so? <laughs> yeah, they're like, did. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. fine. You know? <laughs> so it is possible, assuming, uh, you know, this calculator isn't $7,000. Yeah. That she'll be like, yeah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> it's not a problem. Uh, so yeah, AJ, to make, it, to make it fully good on my end, I would want to pay the full price that my friend had to pay for a new calculator. Do you ever borrow stuff from your friends? You don't really ever borrow anything from me. No, no, I did. Remember I borrowed those DVDs from you. I had them for two years oh, and wrapped them up yes. and gave them back to you for your birthday. Yeah, absolutely. After you like played them to the point where the laser like yeah. etched, <laughs> etched the, the 
data off of the yeah, discs. But that's kind of a fun thing I do with Clark is giving him weird. <laughs> so I did borrow them. It was a long time. I wrapped them up and wrapped them like, you know, a present and you opened them and you were like, oh, because all of a sudden and they were like um, box sets. Yeah. I think it was like a box set of Futurama, Futurama. Yeah, yeah, and a yeah. couple other things. And I just gave them back to you for your birthday. <laughs> so I do do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I do and I do hang on to stuff for longer. Um, I did borrow my friend's blender. Oh. And then it was so long before I gave it back. She was like, I just bought a new blender. Oh. Um, so I I have been a dick with stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, like with my friend, she was like, it's not a problem. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and with your friend, AJ, this is probably more you're feeling bad about it and it weighing on you. Right. Then. She just bought a new calculator and never thought about it ever again. Yeah, and this was like years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, just to get it off your heart and your chest and your pit of the stomach. Right. Write her an email, explain what happened, you know, apologize and say, I want to reimburse you. I love that. That's, yeah. that's the deal. That's really good. That's good advice. This segment brought to you by TI-184. <laughs> Is it 184, the drama classroom? Isn't that it? That was S84. Oh, that was S84. That's right. That, oh, was, the, that was the location of our drama department room. Weird random facts in my brain. Yes, right. Okay? Who cares? All right, let's move on to question number three. And question number three is from Richie. And Richie says, I hate my wife's friend. He is just full of shit and always running some kind of scam. My wife adores him and will drop everything to support his crazy schemes. He talks a big game, but never delivers and she doesn't see it. He has pulled her into schemes that cost us money. Not a ton, but I find it extremely annoying. I tolerate him, but he is just the worst. How do I convince my wife that this dude is bad? Yuck. Yeah, this is Richie. Richie, that's a yuck face yuck fest. Ugh. Um well, yeah. It it it's it's one thing to say your wife has a friend that you don't like. It's another one to say he's a scheming dick that's costing you money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know if you guys have a joint account, if you have whatever. You know, you could say I mean, I don't know if you have sat down with your wife and said, this guy is a sleaze bag. I mean, yeah. you don't say anything like, well, he kind of likes her. You don't say right. that there's anything like betweenish them. Right. Or at least that you don't sense that. That's, yeah, exactly. Now I'm setting up to be like, wait a minute. I hadn't considered that. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his shotgun. Uh, well, if it's happening, then he needs to hear it from somebody. Exactly. I'm here to break it to you. I'm here to break possibly fictitious news to you to ruin your life overall. Um, if you haven't, you know, you got to sit down with your wife in a true, this is how I feel about it. Yeah. Not your friend is such, you know, the anger that can come out. That's the problem is that a lot of us get up to here. Right. And for those listening at home, I have put my hand up to my shoulders right? <laughs> up to here with this kind of stuff, but don't really say anything. Right. And then once you let it out, it comes out as 
anger and yeah. judgment and pointing the finger. Right. And that is just the recipe for anger back, for defensiveness, for a fight, whatever it is. Right. So the thing to do would be to talk to your wife and say, this is affecting me and here's how. Yeah. And I don't like, you know, I love you, wife. Right. And I see you being taken advantage of by someone. Right. You know, there's there's a lot of layers to this because that's that's the one thing. It's like you you have a friend who, you know, their boyfriend is an asshole. Mm -hmm. They don't see it, but you see it. Right. And it's not just, oh, your boyfriend's an asshole. It's like, and here's what he's doing. It's not that I don't like him. Sometimes it is. Sure. But it's like, I don't like a boyfriend who's a shit to my friend. Right. I don't like you being treated that way. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see you being treated that way. I don't want to see you not taking care of yourself. Right. You know? Yeah, and, totally. And it's... There's like a lot of layers to it. So it sounds like, Richie, there's a lot of layers to this. Yeah. But at the base of it, it's how you feel. And it's about your bank account. I know you're yeah. saying it's not a lot of money, but it's like, you know, Still. put it together. See how much, you know, overall it was and say, you know, it's been $500. I We could have gone on a weekend vacation for that. We yeah. could have, you know, average it out and see. You know, that could have paid for four months of our cell phone bill. That's very true. You know, because she might not, when it's nickel and diming here and it's $50 there and 75 there, it doesn't really compute if you don't want to look at it. Right. So your wife could be saying, oh, it's not that much. She could be saying, you know, oh, $50. That's like going to the movies for one night for two of us. Right. No big deal. But I mean, at the same time, you say, wife, that could be us going to, to the, the movies. movies. You yeah, know? exactly. So if you really think about it that way. And just say, you know, that makes me feel awful as yeah. your husband that yeah. you're not or, or that you haven't considered that or that's a kind of a pointing the finger. You say, can you consider that going forward? Right. Well, I was going to say that there's also something you, you'd want to, you know, look, if this is your wife's friend. You didn't say how long they've known each other. Maybe they've known each other longer than you've known your wife. Yeah. You never know. This might be a long-term friend of hers that is going to be a hard sell to be like, you need to get rid of this guy, yeah. right? But what you could do is just focus on stealing money and time, yeah. right? It's not about you need to stop seeing this friend as much as it's you. Are you really paying attention to how much money that you're you're giving to them and how much time you're devoting to them because again and going right to your argument that you were just saying listing off all the things that you could be using that money for that you could be using that time on yeah to be together with your with your wife or your girlfriend or whatever yeah. it is and and making it less about the friend and more about your relationship with your wife yeah that's a really good point because this isn't shouldn't can can be cannot be you going i want this fucking guy out of our lives because yeah. clark's right you might be friends with him your wife might be friends with him since first grade exactly you know and you've and, known each other however many years and if this dude is really an ass and is just taking advantage of your wife then if your wife stops giving him money and stops giving him as much time he'll probably stop coming around as much. So yeah. you'll win in the end anyway. Or or your wife will, you know, have some boundaries because she knows that it's 
it's what is important to you as her husband. Right. You know, that'll work itself out. Right. Their, their relationship is kind of none of your business until it affects you. Exactly. And that's the part to focus on if you're going to talk to your wife. Yep, yep, yep. And hopefully yep, yep. you will. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, she can go uh, sell some uh, jewelry at the pawn shop if she wants to give him money. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to know what his schemes are. Yeah, that's the thing. I want to know what what uh, something uh, that they were working on together. Yeah. Like, uh, is, are they building a motorcycle together? Like, <laughs> to what's your going wife, on? He's like, I've been studying and I'm really good at three card Monty. <laughs> Let's go out and do this. All of a sudden, the wife knows like Tai Chi. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> Richie, Some... talk to your wife. Yeah. It's great advice. It's, it really will help all of this. Yeah. Um. So hopefully that helps, Richie. Uh, but now that we've finished that question, it is time for the rotating segment of the week. And we are very excited because we haven't done one of these in a while. It's time for a little... Dribbling down the court, and this could be it. This could be the big win. And it going in. You missed the point. Okay. Yeah, that's that's among my favorite like segment jingles. (laughs) Anyway, this is a you missed the point, which is a wonderful segment that lets us inform you, the viewers, the listeners. Stuff that you might be getting wrong about the show. And let's start this out with a phone call that I got the other day. And I want to play this for everyone. This is a very important phone call that'll help us explain. You missed the point. Uh, Hi, my name is Lori Beth and I have a podcast and I I need some advice on, on how to get good questions. I've been getting some questions lately that just, they're not really asking for advice. This one guy keeps calling about green beans and I just, I mean, dude, it's fine, right? not a problem but you know i've i've gone through a lot of stuff in my life i had a pretty bad childhood i've dealt with addiction dealt with you know physical issues and bad self-esteem and all kinds of stuff and i want to use that to help other people but instead i'm in green bean town so can you tell me how to get some better questions thanks i really love your show bye <laughs> Who was that? Uh, that was LB. That was Lori Beth. Yeah, uh, Lori Beth. That is a great question. <laughs> I, you don't know how weird it was calling my own hotline and listening to my voice say like, hey, leave us a message. And then for me to leave a message, it's like the most meta thing that's ever happened in the right? universe. And then we play it on your show. Oh, God. It's a, it's a mirror looking into a mirror looking into a mirror. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, but yeah, after last week, you know, Clark likes to surprise me. I do. And if you listen last week, you heard, uh, Anthony from Oakview, California. Oh yeah. For the third time. Who's called three times. I think only two have been on the air though, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't going to play a second green bean <laughs> question, but the third time yes. it came around, I'm going to play that shit, man. That's like funny and then goes on so much that it's not funny <laughs> and then goes on so much it's funny again. That's exactly it. So, yeah. So and we do get great questions. We, we do. do say that every week, but we do get a lot of questions 
that aren't really asking for advice. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, then I feel bad because I want to like address everything. I always want right. to, you know, if I go somewhere and someone wants to take a picture and other people, it's like, I want to take a picture with everybody. Yeah, exactly. But um, so, we're getting yeah. a lot of questions, quote unquote questions that aren't really questions so much as their stories. Yes. <laughs> Like, there's no question in here. You're just telling me a story. <laughs> You're just wasting my time. <laughs> uh, and there's there's interesting stuff, but it's not it's not for the show. Yeah, exactly. And so I really want to um, encourage. You know, encourage. We want to yeah, encourage yeah, yeah. everyone to send us questions. Like, there's got to be stuff that's troubling you. You you send us that. You don't need to tell us. Uh, about uh, how your dad uh, works in television and uh, you know these people like there's no we don't care there's nothing that you're telling us that's that's really gonna uh, affect the show in any way God, we're sounding like such assholes well no I gotta put it out here well and Clark in all fairness I Clark is so the one Clark is the one that does like the pre-production on this and gets all the questions yeah. and wades through stuff and let me tell you there are listeners out there that are sending us you hear them every oh, week oh yeah yeah fantastic yeah. questions yeah fantastic very personal very revealing questions and man we love those those. Yeah. But then every once in a while I'll get one and this is literally a word for word email I got. What? I got an email that just said, with all respect I love you, Lori. I love everything of you. Marry me. Oh, really? Yeah. What's, That's the whole question. What's the return email on that? <laughs> and what's his credit score? Because I could use some help. See, like that is very nice. It's very nice. Well, also, I know that Clark gets really excited when he sees a question come through. Yeah, exactly. And so he's, you know, he he every once in a while, if it's something, you know, really something serious that I would need to really kind of pontificate on and really, you know, calculate T T I eighty four calculate uh, <laughs> response for. Yeah. Um, but most of them, he just kind of springs on me. Yeah. So, and so he's like always excited. And then he's like, ah, and honestly, the more obscure, the better. I love obscure questions because, you know, we'll get a question like last week. We got the question about words with friends and to any other advice show that would be tossed out immediately. But I knew that you love words with friends and that you're constantly playing words with friends. So I'm like, what a perfect question for Lori. Yeah, but it also had to do with are the boosters cheating? Like there was a moral. Absolutely. There was a it. question there. Yeah. Which and apparently if you didn't listen to the show, I had quite a lot to say. <laughs> yes, it you really did. turned into almost a religious ideology <laughs> about words with friends. About the Scrabble ripoff. About, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so um it's so weird that I called my own hotline and now we're playing it on the show. That yeah, is I very know, right? true. I'm in a cyclical clusterfuck. I'm in like a circle jerk with myself. <laughs> Um, let's see how fast I can finish. Okay. But, uh, yeah, send us, it's like I said in my message, you know, I, part of what I love the most about this show is getting to use my mostly horrible experiences <laughs> for good, you know, to try to help people and, um, yeah, if I never hear about green beans again, that's yeah, gonna be fine. Seriously, I, you gotta at least switch to a different vegetable. Yes, that's Come exactly. On. I've got an okra problem. <laughs> so anyway, this does sound kind of bitchy, but it's also funny that yeah. it's like we thought we'd just kind of talk about some of these random 
quote unquote questions we've been getting lately, uh, just to point it out and clear the air. And yes. Now you all know exactly what we're looking for. We need to clear the air because Clark's been murderously angry. <laughs> and uh, it's very nice to. Uh, you know, because the same thing will happen on, like, I'll, I'll post on Instagram. Right. That, like, you know, hey, give me your questions about blank. Right. And then I get 50 responses, and I'm so excited. What do you guys <laughs> need help with? And three-fourths of them are people just saying, I love you, Lori Beth, you're so great. And right. it's, like, not like I, I don't love, travel. love that. Exactly. <laughs> I love that shit, but right. I'm also, like, excited, like, Oh, people have questions. People need help. And I'm like, no, womp, they just womp. love me. And that might be something you need help with. Lori Beth, I love you. What should I do? Well, normally people get in a relationship with me, don't care about what I need, treat me badly, over. and waste four years of my life. So that's somewhere to go with that question. Exactly. There you go. No, I love hearing from you. Like we say, we always love your phone calls. Yeah. Um, so... If you think you're missing the point, <laughs> you miss the point. <laughs> Somebody try to make the shot and we want to help. Yeah, exactly. That's all we're doing. We're just trying to help everyone out. We're helping you help us. Help How's me that? help you help me. <laughs> and enough with the green fucking beans. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, move on to our final question of the day. Okay. This is a short question, but boof. A bit of a powerful boy. Here oh, we wow. go. This is from Abby. Okay. And Abby says, my husband just died. Hmm. How long do I wait until I clean out his clothes from the closet? Wow. Oof. Wow. Yeah. It's a short question, but there is a lot yeah. in there. Abby, first of all, thank you for your question. Yeah. That's a deep question. That's a real question. Yeah, After we is. just went on a bent. Right. She didn't say my green bean just but died. This is why I had to say something, because sometimes we get these questions that are so yeah. personal. Um, I'm very sorry for your loss, Abby. And the short answer is you clean out his clothes when you feel like you want to do it. Yeah. There's no set time. There's yeah. no, you know, it's like, yeah, when you get married, you technically have a year to give the couple a wedding present. <laughs> right. There's no timestamp on this. Yeah. It is when you feel ready. It is when you feel <sighs> not even ready, but you know, cause there's a thing where you could just not be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Cause there is this concept of I'm leaving it there. You're, it's keeping you in the moment of grief. Right. So there could be that part to it, but you get rid of it when you want and get rid of it. Even so, you know, you can donate somewhere. It's yeah. going to do well. You can give it to someone, Yeah. you know, that I mean, there, you could put stuff in storage. Yeah. You could do a lot of things and you get to do them when you're ready. Yeah. When you're willing, when you're able yeah. to do them. Absolutely. And then there, you know, you'll have friends, I'm sure. A lot of people do have friends that are like, it's time. You know, it's yeah. time to do this. Yeah. If they see you, like I've seen friends, it's just stuck. Right. Stuck, stuck, stuck. And, you know, hopefully they don't go like, let's get rid of my friend Rachel <laughs> helped me move one time. Okay. And she's she's kind of pragmatic. 
She's kind of like balls out sometimes. And we're moving and she goes, she has all of my photo albums. Oh, okay. And she goes, do you really need all these photo albums? (laughs) What? I go, Rachel, when people say if there's a fire in your house, what are you going to grab? What's the first thing that you grab? I grab pictures. Sure. I was like, are you fucking dead inside? What? What are you talking about? That she's like, do you need both your kids? Oh, that's Come hilarious. On. You know, which cat do you like best? Just grab the one. Oh my god. And I was like, no, this is the deal. <laughs> oh my god. But, you know, so I put my foot down about that. Yeah. But absolutely. you know, it's grief is grief is weird and grief is personal. Yeah. It's personal for every situation. Absolutely. And it's there's, unique. yeah, it's very unique and the circumstances change for everybody. Yes. But if you're looking at his closet and you need time to process that he's gone. Yeah. If you need time to, you know, look at the shirt and remember that's what he wore when we went for our third anniversary to wherever. That's what you get to do. Yeah. And the other thing is you don't have to get rid of everything at once. Exactly. You know, you could be like, well, this is the shirt he wore that day. We had the big fight. Right. Let's put it in the Salvation Army box. You right. Know? Or you- more normal, I'm sure, would be just an entire closet of like, oh, this sweater means so much to me. And I remember it from this one night and blah, blah, blah. And then these whole 20 shirts, like, don't care, don't care, don't care, yeah. don't care. You know, there's clothes. Yeah. I'm sure there's not that many clothes that would have a personal feel. But yeah. for those that you do, you keep them. You hold just on to them. Just keep all the socks. <laughs> But, you know, a big part of it, though, to Clark, is that, you know, not that someone's in denial, but there's that hole that a person is missing. Right. When when someone dies and then you look at your closet and it's empty. Yeah. And it is this real, you know, so much of grief is emotional. And then there are things that are tactile. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of them. You know, it's it's one Oof. thing to somebody dies and, you know, you're like, okay, I'm okay with it, whatever. But the first time, you know, you see something that you would have called them to tell, I saw this right. really funny thing. I got a call. Yeah. They're gone. Yeah. And so that is this real visual, like real life concrete punch in the gut right if you open the closet and it's bare yeah so you might also if you want to take the advice of doing like a thing at a time put put one of yours over there too yeah you know you could yeah spread your slowly get the stuff go buy go on a shopping spree (laughs) you know or buy some weird little doll clothes and hang them up be creepy no don't do that that gave me a nightmare just saying it as a joke but that's another way you could do because I, I, you don't have to do it all at once. And like I said, I, I'm feeling this gut punch of the closet's empty. Yeah, there's I'm alone. Yeah. Half the closet has my stuff. Half the closet is gone. Be, especially because if you think about your house, when you're in a house with somebody, there is so much space everywhere. You're in the kitchen. And, you know, there's a section for Karen's food and a section for my food. You know, there's that kind of stuff. And that can 
fade and go here and there, but the clothes are so memorable to a person. Yeah. And it, the, the clothes have the smell this, yep. of the person. There's something that's very personable, personal about a person's closet. Yeah. So I can see how that would be the real triggering point. Yeah. Of cleaning out and, and kind of moving on when your husband passes away you got to do stuff all around the house to kind of yeah. push his stuff away. But that closet is probably the most painful of it all. And then you got to, uh, you got to, you got to, you, you've got to give yourself the, the kindness and the patience that other people who love you would give you. Yeah. Because I'm sure in your mind asking this question, right. you probably go logically, grief isn't logical. Right. Grief isn't linear. So you say, my husband is gone. I don't need his clothes. Let's get them out of here. Yeah. The way you would do when you order stuff from Amazon right. and you open it and the boxes are there. Right. I have the stuff. The boxes need to go outside, you know, but so you can look at it logically and, you know, like it seems like you have stand in front of the closet, get your dress out in the morning and say, None of this needs to be here. Yeah. But it's not that simple. Yeah. It's not a pragmatic decision. Yeah. I mean, for some people it is. It doesn't seem to be one for you because you're asking this question. Right. So the answer to the question, you know, my husband just died. When do I empty the closet of his clothes is whenever you fucking feel like it. And it's not, unfortunately, it's not like an ex-boyfriend shit that you can set yeah. on fire like Angela Bassett did in that movie. <laughs> exactly. But um, <laughs> I once did a scene and on the Steve Harvey show that was like supposed to like mimic that scene. Oh, no. But I couldn't get the lighter to work. <laughs> what? Yeah, I couldn't get the. It was one of those long lighters. Oh, no. Anyway, Abby, back to your. Yeah, yeah anyway. Back, back to your, your dead, dead husband. husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When it feels right, when it feels okay. Yeah. And people in your life will be there to push you a little, to nudge you a little, to talk to you about it. Because at some point, you know, in the grief stage, it it's time to move on. And we all know that doesn't mean like, well, that's over. Right. Don't remember his name. Right. But people, you know, we can get stuck in... You know, I get stuck in that too. Whether it's, there's lots of kinds of grief. There's a grief over a relationship that ends. There's sure. a grief over a job that ends. There's a grief over a friendship There's and that ends. There's a grief over loss of somebody who's passed away. Right. And I found in the past, it's like, I keep this going emotionally. Like one of my past relationships that hit me really hard when it ended. Yeah was hitting me hard while it was going too. And I just stewed about it. I just was so angry and rageful. And I realized after about a year, I said, I'm keeping this going because I don't want to believe it's over. Right. And right. that was like, oh my God. Yeah. When I realized that. Reality it check. was, It was, yeah, a real like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was like a real Moment. epiphany. Yeah. Epiphany of what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that is something that, you know, could happen if right. you're, you know, if your husband's clothes are still there in two years and every minute of your life is, and two years is just a random number I threw out. Right. And every minute of your life is stuck 
in the moment of loss. And every time you go to get a dress for yourself or pants, women today can wear pants. Sure. Um, I guess, you know, you're living in that. Then hopefully you can recognize that or the people in your life can help recognize that. Yeah. And I was also going to say to add to that, if you get to the point you could, there's a possibility that you could get to that point where, you know, it's the right time, but it's still hard to do it. Yeah. If you've gotten to that point, that's when I think you could also call your friends. Oh, yeah. And get the one friend or the one family member that you're the closest to or that was closest to your husband. Yeah. And that they can go in there with you and start pulling stuff out. Yeah. Going through. You don't have to do the physical act of it alone. Yeah. It just has to be your choice to be like, okay, the time is right. Yeah. So. But if you're the same size as your friend that does it, she might steal a couple of your things too. So <laughs> keep an eye on her. Keep yeah. an eye on her. Then you have to <laughs> grieve the loss of your dresses. I mean, we don't want to start this all over again. Exactly. I am very sorry for your loss. Yeah. And, and thank you for writing in. Thank you, Abby, so much. Uh, again, we do love all of your personal questions. That's it's so it's such a treasure to us that you you're con you're you. Trust us yeah. with, with such real deep questions. Yeah, that's I, I've said to Clark, it's like, I can't believe this person is writing to me with this question. Like, I'm honored. Yeah, I, uh, Lori Beth was saying before we were recording how she was really expecting the questions that we got to be like, my frog keeps, you know, bumping into the wall of his aquarium. What should I do? <laughs> like, just stupid questions. Yeah. And we're, we get just amazing stuff from you guys. Yeah. And we love, love, love it. And I hope we're helping. I, do I really too. do hope we're well, honestly we get helping. Follow ups too, yeah, which exactly. is kind of like amazing. Exactly. Because I was expecting follow when we started this to be like a follow up, like, hey, it took your advice and ruined my fucking life, bitch. <laughs> you exactly. know? And I'm like, oh, please don't let which, that come up. Which we're ready and waiting for as well. If exactly. that call comes, well, that'll get on the air too. That I'll tell will you definitely that. get on the air. And again, that's why this show is called Bad Advice. <laughs> because in any legal action, I've got that going for me. Exactly. Uh, if you do have a question, though, or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us. Let LB ease your burden. We're looking for tons of stuff right now. If you have a, a would you rather, we would take on a would you rather question. Oh, my gosh. That's right. We talked about that. Right? So these are ones that wouldn't be for advice. This right. is a special segment we might try. Send us in a would you rather. Right. That would be an amazing thing. Even if you want to send us a bunch. Yes. We'd love that. Uh, send us anything you got at AskLoriBeth.com or you can follow us on all the socials at AskLoriBeth or you can leave us a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram. Instagram.com. I keep saying that like a moron. <laughs> at LB Denberg at Instagram. Uh, Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter. Yep. And there's the Lori Beth Denberg fan page yep. on Facebook. Yes, yes, yes. And if you want to book me for a uh, personalized video for someone you love at, or hate, huh? I can be mean. Sure. Uh, you can book me for that at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. Yay. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Yes, thank you so much, babies. 
Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.